everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Star Sit Down. Today, I'm here with a friend of mine, Jamie Thomas, the event coordinator for Black Women's United. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Cam. Do you good? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. How are you, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Um, uh, have a lot going on with school and, you know, BWU, but we move. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy uh, we were able to make it work. Um, I'm glad your dog is okay, because last time we tried to schedule it, something was wrong with your dog. But uh, yeah, how has this semester been for you doing like a bunch of stuff online? Honestly, it's been, it's kind of in the middle. Like, it's hard because I don't have the face-to-face -face interaction, but it's easy because I'd rather not get up every day and go to campus because I'm just a naturally lazy person. So <laughs> I'd rather not. So I appreciate doing everything in my room, in my house. So it's just like, yeah. But also it's kind of a lack of motivation, I guess. Because when you were going to campus, they were taking attendance and stuff like that. And so. So you haven't been showing up to classes or? Oh, I've been in the Zoom and stuff, but it's just not the same. Honestly. It'd be hard to concentrate because, like, I don't know, sometimes I just, I could be like, damn, like, I could put it on, but I can also, like, go cook or I can have some open another tab. No, I, I feel that. I feel that. What uh, work have you been doing uh, with BW? Because I just found out you were the events coordinator, so. Oh, I'm very excited to talk about this. So we have an event coming up in February. Um, it's called the Confidence Showcase. And what that is, it's basically a scholarship pageant. And um, we have about six, well, three guys, three girls come out and compete. You know, they have a talent, they have a questions portion, a formal portion, all of that. And they're both competing for, we're gonna have two winners, um, a male winner and a female winner for $500. So. I'm very excited about that. It's my first big event because I was an event coordinator in high school, but in high school, you know, nothing is really up to you. Stuff is up to you, but teachers always have like the last say. But now, you know, I, we're all adults. So whatever I say goes and that, and Tara Lynn made that very clear. And so I'm like very nervous. And so, but yes. It's what, what day is it? It is going to be February 19th. February 19th? Is it going to be on Zoom or what? No, it will be um, in LBJ, um, of course, with all, you know, social distancing requirements and stuff like that. I'll go. I'll go. I'll write it yeah. down. I'll write it down after this. February 19th. And if you have anybody that has a talent, please tell them to contact me. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about doing it myself. I'm not going to lie. That's awesome. Any talent. It doesn't have to be, you know, conventional. It can be anything. Um, I don't know. I, I'm thinking about doing stand-up, but I haven't done it. By that time, February, it would have been a year because last time I did stand-up was before a global pandemic. So it's kind of rough. Well, you but, know, just practice a little bit. <laughs> we'll, we, we'll have tryouts. It'll be with me. So if you can make me laugh. So I'm, you're my in. Like I, I'm, I'm in charge of this whole thing. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to hold tryouts, and you know people are gonna sing, people are gonna dance, and I'm gonna have to be the, you know, the one that says, uh, like, it's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> I'm in. I'm gonna have, to, I'm gonna be the one that has to say, that. or yes. So. You said I'm the boss. I'm the boss. <laughs> no, that's dope. That's dope. So tell me a bit more about BWU because I, I don't know much about the org. Obviously, I know it's like it's an organization built, you know, for black women by black women. And I uh, like last semester, um, I saw one of the meetings um, in LBJ, like I was on the outside going to a, a comedy association meeting and I kind of saw and that was like pretty much the extent of what I know. So if you can just give me a little bit more detail and then tell me a bit about how you got started as well. Um, well, 
like you said, it's, you know, a group of black women, but a lot of people think it's just for black women. Anybody can come to a meeting. You can be white, Hispanic, anything. You can be a, a guy. Um, so we welcome everybody because we talk about everything. We talk about um, safe ways to deal with alcohol, like at parties and stuff. We talk about relationships. Um, we had a segment a few weeks ago. Um, we were talking about LGBTQ pride and, you know, things like that and how to be an ally and all this stuff. So uh, we got started. I want to say, I don't, I'm not going to say the exact year because I don't know, but um, it's always been kind of a small organization. And then in the recent years, it's been getting bigger and bigger, but then the pandemic hit. And so this semester we've been really struggling because, you know, people are not really on campus. People are not in San Marcos. And so it's hard to get the word out to get people to come to meetings and to participate. So, but I really appreciate them. So. And have you been holding like meetings like online or still in person? Well, we do both. So um, the, how LBJ does it, they have, you have to like reserve a room and then we have an Eventbrite link that pretty much has a cap on how many people can be in the room. And so sometimes depending on the room we get, it's a cap of like 30, a cap of 60, but usually not that many people even come. And so we also have it on Zoom. So we'll have the computer set up in the room or if we all together decide that's not meet in person. Let's just do it on Zoom. And what, obviously, I, I, I can un understand, like, why you joined BWU, but, like, I want you to, can you just go, like, more in depth and, like, how and when you got started? Okay, so um, I joined, this is actually my first semester on the oh, eBook. Okay. So I was a member last year. Um, I loved it. I loved the... It felt like a family every time we met. Every Thursday we met, it felt like I was just gonna hang with my sisters for a little while. And so I really loved it. Um, and they were doing interviews for the e-board because a lot of people graduated um, last semester. And I was just like, why not? I, would, I was dying to be a part of an organization and I feel like this one is a good fit for me. And pre-pandemic what type of like uh events and socials did you hold before that um well pre-pandemic what do you mean like bw or me yeah 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 no B bw okay um well i know they always have confidence showcase confidence showcase is an annual thing um and then we always have around april we always have a pool party um and that's also like a social type gathering um, we do several events for uh, members, and so those are like paid members. Um, we'll do, you know, different socials. We'll go out somewhere, or we'll, I'll think of an event. Well, the event coordinator would think of an event to do with just the paid members. Okay. Um, that sounds dope. That sounds dope. So the biggest impact that really the pandemic has had is just like really just coordinating and trying to get recruitment and stuff like that. So have, have you had a, like a lot of freshmen at least because the freshmen are on campus? Um, I want to say most of the people that do come to our meetings are freshmen. And I can really appreciate that because when I was a freshman, I was looking for something to do, I, something to be a part of. Um, and I feel like being black at Texas State, you need to find your home somewhere. And it doesn't necessarily have to be with, you know, other black people, but you just need to find your safe space. Does uh, BWU also work with other black orgs on campus? Yes. So um, Tara Lynn is a part of a group called, the, I want to say, it's like black, the black presidents, the black organization presidents. So it's like, um, basically they all meet together and decide, you know, oh, do y'all want to do a collab or, you know, what are y'all doing this week? And maybe we can show up to y'all's event or this is what we're doing this week. We would love for y'all to come. So like the Confident Showcase, we are uh, collabing with Black Men United. And we do a lot of things with them because um, they're like our brother organization kind of. So 
we and then a few weeks ago we collabed with women of gold and so we're all like one big family because a lot of people are on several different e-boards in all of those um, organizations and another thing i wanted to ask so you had you had brought up like as black students on campus like finding a home and how important that is and one thing that the star is doing is is the 11 percent project right where you know it's it's about how through recent history of texas state the population of black students hasn't really gone up it's stayed pretty consistent at 11 of the 11 percent right you, you've heard about it i haven't yeah. heard about the project but i've heard about 11, like us only being 11% of the population. Yeah, so um, one thing that a lot of students have been bringing up lately is about like spaces on campus for black students and like for black orgs and the resources that black orgs get. Now, do you feel like since you have so many experiences like and you know a lot about different black orgs that they have the resources necessary? Like the university provides like a good amount of resources? Um, I feel like they provide enough, but it's not enough to us that are black. It's enough to, you know, them. And so I know, um, like, Tara Lynn is really good about this. She'll, she has a lot of resources. Um, she'll write them down. And that's actually a meeting that we do. And we, it's called the aunties and uncles on campus. And so those are like, you know, the counselors that you can go and talk to about anything and they can handle anything for you um, that, you know, a white counselor might not. And they might not understand where you're coming from with certain things. Uh, and we have a black student research library. I wanna say it's in the Honors College, but I'm actually not sure at all. Um, but yeah, it's like a, basically a library of all things, you know, related to black people. I've, I've been in there. I really enjoy it. They, it's, it's a library, but it's like not a library, if that makes sense. Like they have board games and they have like a fridge in there and everything. It's really cool. I feel like, um, to answer your question, I think there are um, resources for black students on campus, but I wouldn't say it's really catering to every black student. And I was going to ask is because is, I just recently learned about the multicultural lounge. I didn't know that was on campus. Is that what that is? It, sound, it sounds familiar. So I just wanted to clarify. Um, it, I don't I don't think it's the same thing. Um, it might be. I don't know the specific term for it. Um, but Tara Lynn always just says it's the like the black student library or certain black student research library or something like that. Okay. And if, what would you say that like Texas State University can do to like help orgs like Black Women's United? You know, like what resources that you, you, you might not have like pre-pandemic or even now that you wish would have that would elevate the org even to higher? I wish that uh, we were a university funded organization. We are not. And so it's kind of maddening because we are, we come together for a good cause. And some people, you know, not to knock down anyone else's organization, but they don't really, they're not really out there for the right reasons and not really, you know, talking about things, trying to change things. And so I feel like if we had a lot more funding from the university, that would be a lot better. And so, because everything that we pay for is by from members, you know, membership dues. And we want to be able to have membership dues, but expand on that, so. Um, do you know about like any other black orgs that might not have the same funding? A lot of them don't. Um, I'm not sure. BSA might have funding and ASA, but I'm honestly not sure. I know for a fact a lot of them don't have the funding. Understood, understood. Another thing that I wanted to ask you, so obviously we know Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won, right? And, you know, it's pretty monumental that we're gonna have a black woman as the vice president. You know, it's very, 
it's very exciting, you know, to a lot of black people and progressives in general. But obviously, like some people are kind of torn because Kamala Harris was a cop and, you know, like certain things that she said during her campaign trying to go against Joe Biden and against the Dems, you know, kind of bit her in the end. But, you know, how did, I, I just want to understand, like, how you feel, because I have some mixed feelings about Kamala Harris. Like, it's like it's good, but, you know, it's but yeah, I just want to hear what you had to say. OK, so. I'll say um, I'm not really a political person, but I am when it comes to human rights. So I'll get into that conversation when it's about, you know, human rights and the black community and every community, right? And so I feel like it's great that we now have, you know, the first female black vice president. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, she was a cop, she put black people in jail. But I, I also, on the other hand, I'm like, okay, I feel like she didn't just go on the street and just pick them up and say, hey, let's go to jail. They did something, you know, they did something illegal. Now, do I, I don't think it's right that, you know, black people are not receiving the same consequences as white people. And so I feel like that, everybody knows that has been a problem for way longer than Kamala Harris. And so I feel like, yes, maybe, you know, People think, oh, you know, you're black, so you're supposed to, you're supposed to, you know, be for the for the for the black people. But at the end of the day, she's also that's her profession, and that's the that's the law. So I just feel like it's kind of it. I think it just depends on who you who you get your opinion from, really. So. So you kind of have mixed opinions, like I do. I do have mixed opinions, but I feel like. I'm more, um, not more educated, but just, I can reason with it, I guess, because like I said, you know, those people, if they do something illegal, then that's why, you know, if she's a cop, cause, okay, let me back up. Cause, okay, so a lot of people have said, oh, you know, Kamala, Par Kamala Harris puts black people in jail. And I just, I don't, I don't know if, I know I, be, I believe it, but it's just like, she didn't do it for no reason, you know? So it's kind of like a, you know, I can't, she can't not put them in jail because they're black, because that's not right, you know? So if they do something illegal, they don't, they shouldn't expect to, you know, get off because, oh, like, you know, the cop is black or the judge is black or the president is black, you know? So. I think, um... <laughs> Sorry, I think uh, part of it was like, at least for me, was when Kamala like was talking about um, like marijuana. I think it was in one of the debates. And a couple of days later, she went on the Breakfast Club, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you know, like I I smoked weed, and you know, ah, yeah. it's like, hey yo, like yeah, like I, something's not adding up." But yeah, so I do remember that, and I was just like, "Girl, come on." really but it's just I don't know it's kind of just I feel like there are not bigger problems but at the same time there are you know I, I do I, I know what you mean I, I mean uh, a joke I saw on Twitter was like a lot of people aren't voting for Joe Biden they're voting for Kamala Harris because Joe Biden is old so that's that was kind of the running gag but i don't know i mean like in terms of like elected officials and like politics and stuff like that i mean it's really all just a game kind of you know because like kamala in like one of the debates was calling like joe biden a racist and like references like his his part in the anita hill trial and like next thing you know like two months later she's saying i would be honored to be joe biden's running mate and so it's just, at, at the end of the day, that's why I'm not really a political person. At the end of the day, they're going to do whatever they have to do to win or to get what they want. So as long as, you know, when human rights come into it, um, then I'm for pretty much whatever they have to say. I'm not really, I'm not too keen on, you know, I'm not really up to date with like 
stuff like that goes on in like the economy and you know like the environment and stuff like I, <laughs> I get it but I'm just you know it's gonna happen anyway so it's just like it's a human rights thing for me that's that's all I can even say so that might not make sense but no it, it makes sense it makes sense I mean I had this conversation kind of about with like Gilbert Martinez, the professor at Texas State on a earlier episode of the podcast. It was like, there's so much information. I feel like people are like, I don't have the time to like sift through and try and find the right stuff, you know, cause like people will say, ah, that's fake on one side. That's fake on the other side. It's like, am I supposed to like go in and deep dive? It's like, nah, I got, I got a family. I got bills to pay. You know, I got to, it's people don't really have time. But uh, I, I wish I did have the time, but it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not going to say like, oh, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they're 100 percent, you know, the right candidate because they have done some things with, like we're talking about. They have done some things. They have said some things that are just not right or valid, um, but I feel like. They might. They will be the better candidate. So. Well, how about this? What would you like to see? You know, as as a as a black woman in America, mm-hmm. them change for black people and black women going forward. Is there anything? It's like I've, you know, as a black person, we've lived with this for a long time. You know, even before me, and so it's like what can they even change, you know? Cause I feel like what can be changed? Why hasn't it been changed already, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, of course we want justice for, you know, all the black people that have been killed and, you know, wrongfully killed by authoritative people. But it's like, you also have the same argument like, oh, you know, well, black people are killing black people. Well, that's not, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about authority versus the people, really. And so I want to see that. I want to see LGBTQ rights in play everywhere, Um, immigrant rights, everything. I just feel like human rights, that's it. That's all it is to me, you know? I feel like everybody should have autonomy over their own self. Well, what about on the more like local level, like in the Texas state community. And like you said, like, you know, we're Texas state, like say, you know, we're a minority majority campus, but black people are the minority regardless of of how we put it. How would, what would, what changes would you like to see like Texas state do for the black community? You know, cause Denise Trout put out a message like, you know, uh, black lives matter is like not a question, non-negotiable on this campus. Right. Like, I mean, that that was pretty insane, you know, coming from the president of the university. So a lot of black people, or at least people that, you know, the star has talked to and that I've talked to personally are like, you know, like talk is cheap, you know, be about it. So I, I want to get your perspective on that. Honestly, I just feel like as far as change it's not even that i want a big change because it's like i don't want the spotlight to be oh you know we're gonna kiss the black community's ass now i don't need that i just need it to be equal that's it you know i don't even i don't know but that's we're a long way from that so like i said i'm not sure what even would change because it's been a thing for years and years and so i don't even want it to like i said i don't even want it to be a huge difference. I don't want them to put, you know, black people on a pedestal because then that's, for me, that's exactly what I'm trying to stay away from. I just want it to be equal, you know? No, I agree. I mean, I think, I think like putting us on like a pedestal would be kind of like insulting in a way because like we just want the same, you know, we don't want no more, no less, you know, Uh, but I don't know. In my experience being at a uh, Texas State, it's funny because I remember coming in Texas State. A lot of people would joke like, "Ah, Texas State's uh, 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 HBCU." Like you know, there's so many black. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like people be like, "There's so many black people here," 
And like, I'm, I don't know, like day to day, I, I saw a lot of black people. So I didn't really think that the numbers were that, you know, disproportionate, which that really baffled me, you know, but in terms of my experience as a, as a black student on campus, it's like, I don't, I don't really know. I, I wish we had more black faculty. That's something that does really bother me, you know, because it's like, I, I literally have not had a black professor yet. And it's been through, nah, I mean, there was one black uh, PACE counselor, Quan, who was cool, but that shouldn't be it, you know? Right. So that has been a question that has been raised to uh, the president, you know, they're like, can we get some, can we get some color in here? And she's just like, you know, there's no funding. And so Tara Lynn has, Tara Lynn is a, a very big activist on campus. She's like the um, sit-in they did a few years ago um, with the whole, I think his name is like Connor, Connor something. Connor Clegg. Yes. And that's what our meeting was about two days ago or you know, last week. We were talking about um, black history at Texas State. Um, but yeah, she was saying she did the sit-in and they were trying to get him impeached and all that. And so they raised a lot of questions to Denise and she didn't really say much. Well, she said much, but not in, not in, you know, our favor. And so that was kind of like a slap in the face, you know. What was said? Um, well, I think the guy's name is Rudy that wrote like this. Um, Rudy Martinez. Yeah, he wrote this um, section in the newspaper about um, Connor Clegg. And she said, she was saying it was racist. Like she sent, you know, her mass emails. She was saying it was racist and, you know, we don't stand by that, stuff like that. And then uh, when it came to Connor Clegg, it's all she said was, you know, he's deleted the, he's deleted the Instagram post and he apologized, but who did he apologize to? You know? Oh, I know. Yeah. I know a lot about that situation. I've, I've read up on it. I wish I was, I don't wish I was here for it. Uh, I don't know. That would, yeah. that would, that would have been a lot. So, but um, my point is, yeah, like, I think that's another question. Like a lot of people, like as a part of the student body, not even just black students, but like minority students in general, like where does, like, where's the line, you know? Because going from that to now where it's like black lives matter is not like a question on Texas State campus. It's like, oh, like what's- it's very performative. You think so? I think so. Because I, you know, I don't change my mind that quick. So it's like, how do you go from, you know, telling people they need to leave the LBJ Student Center because they're fighting for their rights pretty much. And now it's, oh, Black Lives Matter isn't a question. Like, you don't have to lie, just be consistent, you know? You can change, but it's just like, it's just not, it's from one extreme to the other, so. Wow, I, uh, no, I, I get it. Um, it really is tough. <laughs> it, it is tough. Well, this, this, this year in, in general has been very tough. Um, like mentally, I feel like, especially for black people, you know, going with the, the pandemic and now, you know, or not, not necessarily now, but you know, police brutality and everyone ch like trying to defund the police and, has BWU been a part of like the San Marcos um, protests when those when those were going on? I know those were kind of in summer, so I don't really know. But... Um, not BWU as an organization, but I think um, like I wasn't here in the summer. Yeah. I, so I would I wasn't. I went to the ones that have been recently, like in the the fall semester, and so. I know several members of our e-board and our, you know, brother, our brother organizations e-board. Um, they've went, they've showed out. Those who could, did, so. Were you a part of the NSARS protest? Yes. How was that? It was honestly, it felt, it was like, I don't know, like I've done, I've been to protests and marches before, but you know, it wasn't a lot of us that went to the NSARS protest. 
a lot of I think it was just because a lot of people didn't know what it was. Um, but me and you know my friend Omo, we actually pretty much led the protest. It was I forget the girl's name, but um, she organized it, and she did a great job with all of that. And so she handed Omo a megaphone. Omo was like, I saw. I yeah. saw the picture. Yeah, on the on the uh, we did a it, multimedia did a she was on the picture. I was like, what the? It, it really caught caught me off guard. She did awesome though. Um, I loved being a part of it. You know, walking through, we walked through campus. It was a Saturday, so not a lot of people were out, but but that was fine. Um, you know, we walked past. We were in the square. We walked past several shops. Some people were, you know, you know, having disapproving looks, but some people were clapping and, you know, holding up fists and stuff like that. So I think it was great. And pardon my ignorance. I wanted to ask more about the SAR situation because as far as I know, that whole situation was about, it was in Nigeria, correct? Mm -hmm. It was about like the Nigerian government withholding COVID supplies. Is that what that was? No. So, um, Wait, so I have that and something else mixed up because I heard about I heard about that. Right. But, so okay, I have, I have mixed up in my head. So SARS is um, basically a anti-robbery squad in Nigeria. So that's kind of their. It's not their police force. It's something more aggravated than that. Um, basically, they were. Um, not attacking but going after kids that they thought you know kids that had you know designer on or even iPhones and so they were saying you know you're not supposed to have that like what are you doing with that and so they were killing them essentially and so they killed you know one or two and that started the protests and the riots and the marches and with all those came more killings and so it wasn't like how in America, people people died at you know protests, but it was way bigger numbers in Nigeria, like way bigger numbers. And they had an NSARS movement, I think four years ago, because the same thing was happening. And this is a really gross thing that happened. So they disbanded the SARS organization, um, but they disbanded into the local police forces. And so those people weren't fired. They weren't put in jail. They were just in your local police forces. They were the bad apples. And so it pretty much started up again. And that's pretty much what it is. So, and the, they, there was a lot of uh, conferences with the president of, um, I don't know if they're, if it's called the president over there, but basically the leader in Nigeria. And he was not—he was not really acknowledging what was going on. You know, he was saying, "No, that's not happening," or, you know, stuff like that. And so that's that's what NSARS is. We want to end the whole thing as a whole. So. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was I was way off. Jesus, I look so stupid. No, you um, don't. A lot of people just don't—they don't cover it on the news on the news here. Yeah, the only information I saw was from a bunch of my friends on Twitter with like the hashtag and I, I went through it and I, I looked and yeah, I, I, I remember like a video of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, I remember a video of, um, it was like some facility and like people were like wanted like COVID relief and like a bunch of sick people and like they were withholding. So that's what I thought it was. No, that's, that's, um. A part of it kind of so you weren't wrong because i was in the hashtag but basically um you know how they sent out you know twelve hundred dollars to americans for our you know covid relief so they basically had food and water and supplies in these big warehouses that they were withholding from the citizens so the citizens found these warehouses and they were like what the heck and so they, you know, pretty much ran through the whole building because it's stuff they needed. And that that's what's being kept from them. So you're not wrong. You're not entirely wrong. But that wasn't, you know, the whole thing, you know. Okay. They would have never found it if 
you know, all the protests didn't start. Okay. Has has anything changed like recently? Like, cause that 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 protest in in San Marcos was like two months ago, right? Or a month yeah, ago? A month and a half ago or so. But um, I'm not sure if any, I don't. Nothing has probably changed, but of course, you know, like most things, media coverage stops. And so if you're not looking for it, it's not on your mind. And so I doubt anything big has changed. Um, I wish it did, but it's kind of like what Denise did. So the leader came back and he was like, oh yeah, there's a problem. We need to fix it, you know? I take it you're not too fond of uh, the president of the university. It's not, I mean, I respect, you know, all of them. Like, girl. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I was going to say I'm, I'm happy we're talking about it now because I bet a lot of people watching or, or listening or however probably didn't know or knew just about as much as I did. So I'm happy this dialogue is is happening now, you know. It's um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, kind of like you said earlier about like the media and like keeping up and stuff. I feel like with something like that, it's just like how can like how can we help? You know, like earlier in the earlier in the year, everyone was talking about like signing petitions and stuff, and I signed I signed a lot of petitions, but part of me was like, well, what, what is this gonna? Do? Yeah, yeah. What happens now? You know, it's. Yeah, um, I think I think petitions are kind of I've signed everyone I see like, but it's just you know what are people gonna do with a list of fifty thousand names? Like they don't want to do anything, they're not gonna do anything, you know. And so yeah, it's just I don't think it's I don't think they're lost causes. I think um, petitions kind of bring awareness to things. And then you can show whatever you're trying to change. You can show them, hey, this is how many people agree with me. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know either. I mean, especially with like international stuff, like the SARS. Like I signed a petition in Texas mm-hmm. about something going on in Nigeria, and it's like, oh wow, what? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Okay, you know, I, I, I mean, I think a great way to go about it is talking about it. I feel like that's awesome, you know, because you bring awareness and, like, you know, you can really start a movement that way. But and that's uh, kind of what it was with Twitter, like, well, all social media, really. Uh, people were not posting anything, especially in the African community. They, like, they were um, organizing something, and I was a part of the organization, and, you know, we were about to organize some event, and they're like, no, we're not about to do this. We're about to put out awareness for the NSARS movement. So like the whole group chat was deleted and everything. And so we were retweeting and posting and, you know, emailing people and trying to email like news uh, broadcasters and stuff like that because it was not covered at all. At least not on, especially not on local news. Uh, Maybe on like, you know, CNN or something, but not in depth, so. I think to help from Texas to Nigeria is just to start the conversation, you know? No, I, I, I completely agree. I agree, you know? And it's like a lot of, I have a lot of friends that are in the African community and they were telling me um, it kind of hurts to see like black Americans not really, you know, for the cause, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the African community that's here, they're for Black Lives Matter. But when I say Black Lives Matter, I mean every Black life. I don't mean just the ones in America, just the ones that take the state. I mean every Black life all over the world. And so they were feeling like, you know, they're saying Black Lives Matter, but not enough people are saying in SARS. So. I agree. Um, I. <laughs> It's one thing, like, you know, I've, I've learned a lot during this period, you know, in the, in the pandemic, in the wake of everything happening. And, like, you know, I've, I've learned about, like, black trans women and, like, the violence that happens to get them. Like, you know, I'm 
I'm, I'm so caught up like in my own world, in my own, it's like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, abuse and arrest and, you know, the criminalization of sex work and all these different aspects affected uh, a part of the black community. And like, when we say black lives matter, you know, it's just black men or, you know, black women. And we just, we just forget, you know, all these different communities that lie within that. So I completely agree. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a part of like African, you know, I don't, my, my ancestors are direct descendants of slavery. You know, I don't know, sadly, you know, it's like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, I feel like if I did, like if something was happening in Nigeria or Morocco or Ghana, like I'm going to be on that, you know? So I think just as a whole, we kind of got to do better, you know? <sighs> Sorry. I I kind of bopped off. I just, it, that, that stuff bothers me, you know? It's because like, I feel like as black people, we need to like look out for one another and like empower one another, you know? And like, try and get rid of like internalized racism that the system is like bestowed upon us. Like one thing I love that Malcolm X said was like, who taught you to hate the color of your sister? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin? Like who taught you to hate your lips? Who taught you to, to want different hair? Like that's, that's all internal. Like that, that's what they want. So that's another reason why I really wanted you to come on the podcast. You know, like I was really beating myself up about like, man, I haven't had any black women on the podcast, you know, and I've, I've said before, like uh, a couple of episodes when Carrington Tatum was on the podcast, you know, he, he brought up black women and I was like, you know, black women are often sometimes like muted and I feel bad for black women because they have to deal with racism as well as misogyny. And I really have, I was like, well, if I really believe that, why haven't I had any black women on the podcast? Why haven't I provided, why haven't I used the platform that I, I, I've been granted and given for good? So, you know, I'm I'm really happy that we were able to make make this work out, and I I guarantee you this this won't be the last time. You'll you'll be here. You'll be making me laugh again, uh, and we'll okay. be. I'm open to it. Um, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're almost out of time. Uh, you know, but we have some time left. But I just. I want to say thank you, you know, uh, first and foremost, just because, you know, I've learned a lot and I, I want to get into a black org on campus, you know, uh, previously, like in the my freshman year, well, really just like freshman semester and a half, which sucks. Uh, I wasn't like too educated about like the black orgs on campus and like where I would fit in. So that's kind of how I just did like, you know, comedy. And then I came to the star as opposed to like getting in one specifically are you part of are you a part of any other black orgs on campus besides bwu um i'm a part of bsa but i'm just uh i'm just a member i'm not on the e-board can you uh speak a bit more about bsa because that's one i've been mm -hmm. considering about joining because it i it looks fantastic so um bsa there it's a bigger organization um i feel like people just know more about BSA and ASA, um, but I love the e-board. I love every meeting they put together. Um, like, you know, when I go to VWU meetings, it feels like a family. When I go to BSA meetings, it feels like a family reunion. <laughs> so it's just, it's awesome. I love going to their meetings. Okay, yeah, I, um, I want to get involved. There's just one person I know who I, I think he's on the board. I mean, I could ask you. His, his name's Noah. Is he a part or is he just a member? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't recognize that name. Um, I think the e board is all women, though. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I think the BSA e board is all women, but I'm not sure. Okay. Well. Everybody, when we're in the meetings, everybody kind of just sits everywhere, so I can't really tell who's on the e board except for you know who's talking or like leading the meeting so how are the meeting i know you said like earlier like events you know social distance mass but mm -hmm. i'm still paranoid because we live in texas and texas is not doing a good job sadly yeah. and uh yeah i have asthma so i just get paranoid so how, um, how those meetings? meetings well they are social distance not it's not like a full six feet 
Like you might be, well, depending on like, if you come to a BWU meeting, not a lot of people come to those. So it's like, you'll be fine. But um, when we do have big meetings, like when we collab with other orgs um, in LBJ, they have like tables, like the straight tables. Um, it's usually one to a table. Um, you have to wear your mask. We come in, they check your temperature and you get hand sanitizer and all that stuff. And I want to say, um, we kind of trace where you sit. So if someone were to come back and say, hey, I was, you know, positive for the virus or whatever, then it's okay. So if Jamie's sitting here and Kim's sitting here and Jamie said she's positive, then they're going to tell Kim, they're like, hey, you were kind of close. So you might go get tested or something. That, it's the same thing they do in classes. I, I've gotten messages. Um, this is really why I don't go to classes <laughs> in exam. There, I've gotten messages where it's like, hey, you were sitting next to this person and they're positive. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I end up going, I test negative, but still, it's just too much. Like, I feel like we rushed into this way too fast. But that's why we always have the option for Zoom. So Yeah, you, you messed with me you're like, so where do we go? I was like, no, no, no. You you gonna be at home. We got like <laughs> yeah, we're gonna so. be online. Uh but no, nah, okay. I mean, uh I was looking to do it probably post after hopefully after all this is over with. But God knows when that's gonna happen, sadly. Uh maybe you don't wanna sit in a meeting and just, you know, see what they talk about. They do have Zoom available, so and they oh, do, yeah. it's yeah. not like you're just sitting there. It, they have, you know, the chat box and they check it. So you can say whatever you want, so. I will do that. I, I, I actually, I, I will do that. There's, I, I know there's one uh, coming up. I think it has to do with like relationships for BSA. I'm not know? sure. Um, they kind of, I'm not gonna say we're repetitive, but people just love to go. <gasps> You know, so we'll start off talking about relationships, but get into, you know, whatever. I don't even know, but. What, what do you mean? What, what do you mean, whatever? Well, it's just like, like, I think we had a meeting about, you know, how to sniff out unhealthy relationships. And then that got into another category so we were just like okay like it wasn't bad we like we love when the meetings turn into conversations and not just okay how do you feel about this you know you answer you answer you answer but we love when it gets a little carried away but i don't mind it so is it entertaining it is very entertaining i love to gossip so (laughs) (laughs) i do i do i do yeah um yeah, I think you should really consider um, zooming in twenty. No, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely down. I'm absolutely like I said. Uh, I'm I've, I've I've already been looking into it and like I, I learned actually like a month ago about like really like the black fraternities and sororities that like we have on campus and like uh, I think it's like the Divine Nine and like mm-hmm. all that stuff and like. Cause I had no idea, you know, that the whole world was like foreign to me. And when I think of fraternity, I think of like partying, white people, hazing, like. Not even, it's not even. No, nah, I know. There are what... parties, but it's like, not like that, you know? Yeah, like uh, we, we read a piece that was in the 19th and um, it was about the AKAs and the history of the AKAs and like service and, and protesting. And I was like, yo, this is dope, you know, like, it's really all about like service and it's not like social, you know? Right. So that's really what I dig. Um, on the, you know, like it's, it's during like all this time where you really can't do anything. So you start to like think about the past when you could do stuff. And I've, I've been thinking about that a lot. So I'm, uh, let me see if I can give it a shot and look at a uh, BMU. Cause I just, I've just learned about BMU too. Yeah. They're a really great organization, um, to join. They're very similar to VW, you know, it's black men. But like I said, you can join, you can join anything, you know, we're not closing off to anybody, but obviously, you know, 
as a guy, you might not want to join Black Women United, but Black Men United is just very close. So, it's like it's all about unity, right? Like yeah. that's why you know you you just want create that dialogue and have people learn and yeah that's dope that's dope um we are just about out of time unfortunately I, I, this has been a great episode i'm really happy i'm really happy i got a chance to talk to you um yeah you know we we're all over the radar i love that <laughs> really i do i love that um I like to give people an opportunity at the end of episodes to like plug or shout out anything that's relevant or, you know, like you, if you want to shout out, you know, your event February 19th or anything about the org. And so I'll, I'll let you take the floor. Okay. So, you know, Confidence Showcase is February 19th. I am currently looking for contestants. Um, it will be six contestants. You're both competing for $500. Well, you're all competing for $500. Um, there will be two winners. So, yeah, you know, please. Can Is there like somewhere I can write something down or like type it in or something? I don't I know. Can, I'll just I, can, I can put it on the screen for you. Okay. So, um, my email uh, jct129 at texasstate.edu. Um, and then my Twitter and Instagram handle. J-A-M-I-E-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, Jamie Christine. Um, I just put those because I would like people to DM me or email me if they are if they want to be a contestant. Um, so just don't worry about, you know, formal wear. If you don't got nothing to wear, we got you. We're going to figure something out. If you have a talent, please reach out to me. There you go. There you go. I, uh, Jamie Thomas, everybody. Not Jamie Taylor, like I thought <laughs> an hour ago. Uh, I don't know where I got that from. It's just because it's tea. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, regardless, thank you again for coming on uh, the podcast. I really appreciate having you and your time. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all right. Uh, that's going to do it for the Star Sit Down. See you guys next Friday. Peace.